Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. Welcome, welcome. This is Radio Red in the house. Happy to be here. It is Monday, August 23rd. I don't know about you, but 2021 is just zipping along. I could say it's zooming along because all my radio shows are on Zoom this year as last year as well. I have three very interesting guests tonight. They are all what I call myth busters. They are bursting myths about who we are, how we behave, how we interact, how we connect with people, how we do good, how we think about our lives in the scope of the universe. I know I'm getting very lofty right now because my guest Sanjeev knows what I'm talking about. We're going to find out what karma really is. We're going to find out the magic to dating in person, not online apps anymore. We're going to find out the magic of growing up in a place that might not have been the ideal as we see on good movies and TV shows, but where everything was against you and still having a good life and having good values and being kind and helpful. And that's Elaine's topic. And the dating topic is Camille's. So let me quick, before I introduce my guests and have them tell us more about themselves, I'm going to ask all of you to do me the big honor of we're going to do on the count of three, hello, LLL. Are you ready? One, two, three. Hello. Come on. Hello. L-L-L. That's lovely, lanky Laura Legs, my most loyal listener. She lives in Whitestone, New York. I met her many years ago dancing at a social dance, and we became friends. It was a ballroom dance. We became friends, and I'm trying to get her to move to London. So, Camille, I'm taking a, uh, it's a fictitious, but it's a lot of fun, a GoFundMe to raise money to move Laura from Whitestone to London because it would be lovely, lanky Laura Legs, my most loyal listener in London. You got that, right? Okay, so that's, that's what we're doing. So, everybody, good wishes to Laura. Laura is our most loyal listener, and she listens every Monday, and she will send me an email just as we're off the air telling me what she took away from you, Sanji, from you, Camille, from you, Elaine. She'll tell me what she got from each of you and how much she enjoyed getting to know you through the show. She listens on Voice America Empowerment. So it is today, August 23rd. Oh, my. This is the 235th day of the Gregorian calendar. Thank you to Greg, Gregory, Greg, whatever his mother called him. We like his calendar. There are 130 days left in 2021, and this is the 33rd Monday of the year. Nobody cares about that except me. The reason I told you it's 130 days left is because if you have any idea of what you're going to celebrate on New Year's Eve before 2022 comes upon us, and you want to have something really good for a party, or even if you're alone, something good to drink, order something soon because the liquor store shelves online and in person are going to be cleaned out early this year because we've all gotten through a hell of a year last year, and we're hoping it ends up much better. So if you want to celebrate, either go to the garage and start brewing some Kahlua in the sink in the garage, or start brewing some used to be, you know, illegal booze in the bathtub, or just go order something good so you have something to imbibe when you're celebrating. There you go. So let me go around the table and welcome my three guests. I'm going to start off with Elaine Park, then we're going to go to Sanjeev Verma, and then Camille Virginia. They're all beautiful people, and they're all very, very smart. And let me do a quick intro, and I'm going to then ask you to tell us, take about three minutes and add a little to what you do, and what does creativity mean to you, just briefly. So using her 
her volunteer experience mentoring Chicago gang kids, Elaine Park, who has a lot of letters after her name, MBA, CSNSA, has pioneered a 12-month multimedia system of influence for good habit-forming messages in her book, which is Becoming Unity in America. And if you're on Facebook, I'm looking at my other monitor now, you can see her book cover, I believe, or her promo behind her. There you go. It's always hard to remember which side to go on behind you. So Elaine Park, welcome. She spells her last name P-A-R-K, Elaine. I'm going to put you on full screen speaker view for a couple minutes. And why don't you just give us a little bit more background about what did what did you do? How did you find yourself talking to Chicago gang kids. Elaine, welcome. Thank you very much, Red. It's really a pleasure to be here. What a fascinating, interesting show you have, and it's very much of an honor. Um, I guess uh, maybe uh, what comes goes around comes around, and uh, I myself kind of grew out of a a very badly abused background. Um, And instead of complaining about it, I grew up wanting to make life better for a lot of other kids who might not have to go through what I did. So I grew up with a passion to help kids' lives, to help kids uplift themselves and see that they're all precious gifts in, in the sight of the universe, or however you happen to look at things. And um, so I actually, when I was 11, uh, a neighbor introduced me to volunteering. And it was in volunteering that someone finally said, wow, you know, you're appreciated, you're valued. And that was the first time anybody had ever said anything good to me. So I, I came to recognize that volunteering is actually, I, I knew at least for me, it would be good if, if whoever I volunteered with got as much out of the volunteering as I did, because volunteering is what gave me the self-esteem I needed to go forward. Um, I was at Northwestern University as a marketing and English major, and that's where I went into the north side of Chicago and volunteered with Cobras and Racketeers and gang kids. But I realized that when you only can can deal can help a few at a time, but but there's never enough people to help what needs doing. There's always more, so much more that needs doing than than I can do or you can do or anyone that volunteers. Well, luckily. I started, I was good at copywriting and I started developing a career in advertising and marketing and boom, all of a sudden I realized years later with a staff of 10 or 12 people, I was routinely influencing the behaviors of millions of people with my ads. I mean, I was kind of the bad guy, the kind of the, the person that worked for Nike or, or Coca-Cola that was, that was causing mass influence. And so I said to myself, at one of my volunteering experiences, and it's in my author's blog, which is in my book, the story of where the where the where the the light bulb went off in my head. When I said, "Wow, you can use your marketing experience, you you can use branding. Why not brand the months of the year for each of one of twelve aspects of people getting along better? You know, why not? Why can't we do that with good things? Why does it have to just be products and stuff that takes people's money and makes them poor? So. <laughs> I came up, I had this sort of a, a an enlightened moment. I'm not, Sanjeev knows more about that than I do, but um, where I suddenly, you know, suddenly I thought, why can't the 12 months of the year become a brand name for one of 12 aspects of getting along together? January is help others. February is you count. 
March is resolve conflicts. Elaine, save the rest. Save the rest for later. I want to get to the creative way you've named the months. That was a great introduction. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Very inspiring. And I love the way you said it made me sad but happy at the same time. You said nobody had ever said anything nice to you before. You hadn't felt valued before. That's such a telling statement. Such such a telling statement. Such a moment to share that and feel it. And tell people, because I think we've all been through that in one way or one place or another. Most most people have. And you, people look at somebody very successful like you, very talented, obviously, and they say, oh, she's had a great life and everything was wonderful. Not necessarily. We, we don't know. I wouldn't say you have a facade, but who you are today is somebody different from that person. So... I'm going to say something very trite. Thank you for sharing, Elaine Park. But I mean it. I really, really mean it. So let's move on. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I didn't want to go through all the months because we have so much more time on the show to cover, and I want to get to those, and I want to dive in. So you can pick your two favorite months, okay? And we'll do two favorite months. Sanjeev Verma, you're up next, Sanjeev. Let me read a little bit about you. You are a well-being and karma coach. You burst the myths around karma to help people understand karma, destiny, and free will. I can't wait to learn what those are. Your programs and techniques help people remove their karmic blocks, transform and heal at the mind, body, and spirit level. Sanjeev, welcome to Read My Lips. I'm honored to put you on full speaker view. Would you please share with us who you are? What is What does creativity have to do with who you are, how you get your message across, and what the world is karma? Go ahead. Yes, absolutely. Uh, thanks for having me on your show, Red. appreciate that. Well, my uh, journey or my association uh, with karma was right from my childhood because I was born in India as the land of karma and uh, the philosophy of karma started up from there. And uh, there is a whole, not only philosophy, but uh, psychology of karma also. And uh, karma is such a thing if... Uh, you know what it is and how you can use it to your advantage. It can be something really, really uh, awesome thing. So like mostly in the Western world has been perceived as uh, something negative uh, for most of the people, but it's really not uh, a negative thing. It is something which is uh, really a very positive, more positive than negative if you are karmically conscious. So my journey started up in India with uh, trying to understand the philosophy around it, trying to understand the psychology of it, trying to know more about through various uh, scriptures. And I dived deep into it and kept learning more and more, more and more. And then as I started to apply that on myself, I found out tremendous peace and I found out, yes, life is in uh, control. Uh, life is not uh, dependent on outer factors completely, but it is more dependent on your nature. And mm -hmm. this nature, if it is impure, then you can raise it to purity and very pure. And as you evolve from impure to mix of pure and impure and to purity, you can really uh, definitely uh, evolve as a human being and you can bring your impact around. And uh, so my 
as I learned this, I decided to share this with other people. And so I developed some programs around it. And these programs are very effective. And uh, we change, we shift, we evolve and get better and get more karmically conscious and uh, try to live a better life. Well, thank you very much. I like the optimism there. We get more karmic, consci- karmically conscious, and we get better and purer. I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm really ready for that. <laughs> but, but you know, Sanjeev, there's a popular saying, "Oh, that's bad karma." We think it's something like a little rabbit's foot or a charm, and we do the wrong thing, or we step on the wrong side of the street, or bad omens and bad karma. Is that a bad rap for the the true meaning of karma, Sanjeev? Where somebody says, "Ah, that's bad karma. What goes around comes around." You won't. Somebody will be else will be mean to you because look what you did. Is any of that true? Yeah, I, I don't believe in that. I don't think that's the right way of approaching it or right way to look at it because really uh, you are really judging somebody and you're kind of the person who's saying the bad karma is coming back to that person. Look at that is uh, deep down somewhere is uh, getting some level of some satisfaction, which I don't uh, agree with, you know. So whatever is going on with someone's life or somebody's suffering is doesn't mean that that some bad karma has come to this person and is hitting him hard and uh, rest of uh, you can say that, oh, he had done some bad karma. No, I don't believe that. No, there is a journey. It's a journey. It's unfolding. It is constantly evolving. It is getting better. And the person is learning his lessons. And who is not? Uh, We are all learning our lessons. We make mistakes we evolve, we get better. And as our understanding grows, uh, definitely we uh, we are all learning, you know. <laughs> so I think it's a learning process more so than uh, pointing our finger on anyone. That, Sanjeev, you, know. you mean there's hope for me too? <laughs> <laughs> there is hope for everybody and we oh, are all I, in the same boat. I can I tell you that. I feel so much better now. Thank you very much. And let's go to our third guest. I met this young lady, this beautiful young lady through, is it your press agent, Laura Marie? Yes. Yes. And her name, the the lady we're speaking to today is Camille Virginia. I did confirm Virginia's her her lovely middle name. I'm always curious when a last name, yes, you know. She's the founder (laughs) of Master Offline Dating. And she's the author of the very best-selling book, The Offline Dating Method. Camille has developed a three-step process to help singles Ditch dating apps. Everybody absorb that. Ditch the dating app and attract a great partner in the real world. Yes, people face-to-face, almost touching. We're still in mask land, but she has subscribers from more than 100 countries, and I have to do a shout-out to Laura Marie. And I will tell you that Camille, in her other days or earlier days, put together a PowerPoint presentation called how to Let Men Pick You Up, how's that, Elaine, which turned into a live workshop that she taught to hundreds of single women across Chicago. I love the title of that. So, Camille, Virginia, welcome to Read My Lips Radio. So happy to have you here. Glad you agreed to join us. And would you please do us the honor of introducing yourself, and I will put you on full speaker view now. Welcome, Camille. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Red. Uh, so, yeah, I... My background is I actually had social anxiety growing up. And so if you had told me that I would be an offline dating coach writing books about it, I would have looked at you like you had three heads because I wouldn't even know what's offline dating and how am I supposed to know what to do with it, let alone teach other people. So uh, I was in corporate for a decade, uh, corporate consulting, healthcare uh, process improvement. 
And um, I'm an introvert, but I love connecting with people. And so I would just push past my comfort zone, especially when I moved to Chicago from Portland, Oregon, and I didn't know anybody. I had to make friends. And so I, I just found a love of connecting. And in the process, I started getting asked out by men because really I was just having great conversations with people and naturally they want more of it, you know, whether that's a friend or a date. So my extroverted friends said, well, how do you do this? You know, how do you, we're swiping on Tinder and we can't get dates and you're an introvert who talks to people. So I made a PowerPoint presentation because that's what you do in corporate when you want to teach someone something. And that just naturally grew for a year. I just started teaching workshops. I had, they were running over four hours long. So I <laughs> ended up making an online course because I had so much material and was getting live feedback and making adjustments the whole time, which was great target market research. I didn't know at the time. I just enjoyed doing it. And then I started a business, started coaching. And then I wrote, um, well, I entered a book proposal contest and I won first place. I wrote three books accidentally. And now this is the second edition of the first one that's coming out. You wrote three books accidentally. Can you please, uh, come on, you can't just drop that on us. How does that, you accidentally, go ahead, talk me a little bit more, Camille. What do you mean? So I had no idea in working with the amount of words that I was, how many words a book was. I really was just like, well, I'm going to put my whole nine-step method into the manuscript. And so I worked every single day for like seven months straight. My publisher is like, come on, Camille, where is the manuscript? And I finally turned it in and he said, so this isn't a book. This is three books. Either that or we cut it in half. I was like, there's no fluff in there. It's all really good advice. You can't cut anything. So I'd written three books. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. I think I've heard of that happening before where somebody writes so many words. So what was the ideal number that you divided? What did you start with? 100,000 words and you divided it into 333.3 million thousand words? Or, is that about right? It was about 120,000 words. And then once we cut it into, it was, I mean, my nine step method sliced very well into three steps, three books, three steps per book. So, um, so yeah, so we, and then I, you know, we edited and I added, I, by the time it, I got, back, got it back from the editor, I added some more, got it up to about 50,000 words. And now I think it's like 55 or something. Thank you very much. Very interesting. Elaine, come back. You're on screen right now. Elaine just left the left the Zoom for a second there. Okay, so what I'd like to do now is go through. Elaine, you're back with us? There yeah, she is. Okay. One of my books. To, oh, to please, books. please. So what I'd like to do now is I've asked the three of you, and you've all graciously agreed to send me what, what's called a jot form. Instead of a, a questionnaire, it's a bunch of slides hooked to, all together at an online link. And I've asked you for your favorite quote from a movie or TV fictional character or a song. And I just want to know what that has to do with creativity. So Elaine Park, let's keep this down to about oh, two, three minutes a piece so we can we can get them all in. Then I want to get some of your creativity statements and then we'll do the holidays. So Elaine Park's favorite quote is from a song by Little Big Town. It's an American country music group founded in 1998. So they're only what? They're 23 years old. Oh my goodness. The group has comprised the same four members since its founding, Karen Fairchild, Kimberly Schlappman, Philip Sweet, and Jimmy Westbrook. And here is the quote. Happy people don't cheat. Happy people don't lie. They don't judge or hold a grudge. They don't criticize. Happy people don't hate. Happy people don't steal. Because all the hurt sure ain't worth all the guilt they'd feel. That's a beautiful poem. Elaine, which song is that from? I don't have the source of the, of the which song it is. Go ahead. I think it is Happy People. 
Okay, happy people. Thank you very much. I should have known that. Why don't you take about two minutes? Your light is flashing, so I hope we're not losing bandwidth on you. Why don't you, don't worry about it. You're fine. You're fine. You look good. Um, So why don't you take about two minutes and tell me what this has to do with our theme of creativity? Go ahead, Elaine. Well, I think that the, you know, essentially, uh, with all the the conflict and the division in this country and everything, everybody's just gotten so serious, you know, so so hardened into uh, my rights and I deserve this and I, de- I deserve that. When in fact, you know, as, as Sajiv would know, you know, karma and the Eastern philosophies, we, we, we need to do more about, um, about coming together and coming together in a happy way. So that's why I developed, you know, these 12 habits that there's one each month, you know, lend a hand, do your best, be appreciative. November is show a positive attitude. You know, you might not feel positive at exactly that moment. So my, my habit isn't be positive, but it's show a positive attitude, you know, kind of fake it till you make it. And so happy people if we can uplift ourselves, we can start to come together as a society. I'm in front of a window and the sun is setting. I can see that. That's very interesting. Okay, well, we'll see. We have your right cheek in the setting sun and your left shoulder in the in the dusk. So that's what's happening. I didn't even think about it. Very picturesque. That's fine. Thank you, Elaine. Love the song, by the way. And I wish I had known the the melody. I would have tried not to sing it because that would have ruined the show. Sanji Verma has sent us a quote from Morpheus in the Matrix, 1999 sci-fi action film written, directed by the Wachowskis. Fictional character is Morpheus played by the one and only Lawrence Fishburne and in the video game, The Matrix Path of Neo, where he was the only actor to reprise his character's voice. Interesting. And here's the quote. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. Ooh, Saji, that's heavy. Bail me out here. What's creative about this? Or how does this have to do with your creative view? Go ahead. Okay, so essentially in the ancient philosophy of India, they say the world is uh, maya. Maya means delusion. So what uh, is saying here, Morpheus is saying here, is that world has, uh, is, is around us and has uh, blinded us, has, has uh, pulled over on our eyes because it is our perception. So what we are looking at, we all differently look at it. And it's all our different perceptions. And we perceive it differently because it's not common. It is us who see the world as we see. And this delusion really, really blinds us from our own deeper truth. It does not let us see who we are really. If you ask this question, who you are, then if I ask you this question, hey, who you are, you can come out with more than 100 identities right now. And you would be like, I'm red, I'm this, I'm mother of this, I'm American, I live there, 100 in a few minutes. But you are none of that. No. Mm-hmm. So it is really an identity you are carrying over yourself, which has been kind of your delusion. But your truth is that you are far behind this outer identity, which is 
more your consciousness, more your soul, more going backwards to the source, which sustains this physical identity. So this whole outer, uh, whatever we look at, really is reflected in us as we perceive it. And it is really different and it is uh, really a delusion it is uh, we, we call it maya <laughs> you know it is not real so that's what uh, it says that pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth <laughs> and the truth is that little light within ourselves thank you i like the isn't there a song that this little light of mine or something yeah this little yes. light of mine i like that very very interesting it's a little dark but i appreciate that and delusional well i'm sure we've all been called that at one point in time or another and i think you're talking about facade aren't you sanjeev the facade of the external identification the attributes we claim to be who we are but that's what what the outer world is putting around us and you're saying there's a light inside that's different that's different, yeah. So what happens is, suppose you go out today and you are, you meet 50 people and ask them, uh, what's their perception of you mm-hmm. and what they think who you are? So some will say you're beautiful, some will say you're not so beautiful, some will say you are this, you are that, you are that, you are that, and they will give you their perception. Now, the, the way the mind and ego works, what it's going to do really is it's going to pick up the negative ones more so. And if the negative ones Mm -hmm. go inside, it becomes your perception of you yourself. Got it. And then it becomes part of you. So it is not you. It is someone else's perception. And their perception is based on their belief system and their conditionings and their perceptions of other people. And they are a bundle of something which now they are giving a piece of it to you as making it part of your bundle and if you take it in then you are literally (laughs) becoming them so it is not real that that whole thing is unreal interesting that's even more than what i thought you would said thank you for clarifying camille this probably resonates a lot with you because of your approach to connect you want to make a comment camille before i read the quote you sent me any thoughts about what what sanju said go ahead camille Sure. Um, I mean, I I think that a lot of us internalize what other people say and do and what we think they think about us. And that prevents us from connecting because we're at the mercy of other people's opinions of us, which is in turn our own perception of their opinions. And their opinions are are usually not about us anyway. It's just like Sanjeev said, it's Mm -hmm. more about themselves and how they see the world. Okay, I think we all can deal with that. And Elaine, you probably dealt with that when you were in working with the gangs, right? In terms of, and what people told you, they never said anything positive about you, Elaine Park. Uh, and, and you did, you internalized that negativity. You want to briefly comment on that, I Elaine, think, please? I think I relate what Sanjay's saying back to the happy. In other words, happy is an internal, it's, it's the essential calm deep inside mm-hmm. us. It's, it's who we really really are. So we, we all share a concept of happy, but really uh, it's a super happy is a superficial thing. You know, fulfillment, contentment, you know, I, I like to use the word authentic. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're at that point deep inside where you're at the place where all the facade is pulled away, you know, that's where you're authentic and you're really you. And Thank that's you. my definition of happy. 
Thank you. Sanjeev, that was a good conversation starter. Thank you very much. I want to move on to Camille's quote. She has picked a quote from Ginny Weasley, played by the actress Bonnie Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T, in Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince 2009 fantasy film, Generva, Generva, Molly Weasley is a fictional character in J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter novel series, introduced in the first book, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. As the youngest sibling and only girl in the Weasley family, she becomes Harry's main, oh, love interest, and eventually marries him at the conclusion of the series. And here is the quote from Ginny Weasley Camille has selected. You sort of start thinking anything's possible. If you've got enough nerve. Wow, Camille, that's really cool. (laughs) (laughs) And my people call that chutzpah. Okay, I think. Camille, go ahead. (laughs) Give this to us. What does this have to do with creativity? Go ahead. Well, like I said in my introduction, I grew up with social anxiety. I was an introvert. I couldn't get a date or talk to men, boys, to save my life. And I just gradually pushed through that. I found my calling, my purpose, which was to uh, create deep connections myself and show other people how to do it in a lonely, disconnected world. And so if you push through and you listen to what's inside and you go where you're pulled and you overcome the fears in, you know, whether it takes um, small steps or whether you do one giant leap, whatever that looks like, um, I mean, anything is really possible. It's, it's, it's limitless. So if you believe, it's like the Henry Ford quote, whether you believe you can or believe you can't, you're right. That's right. Either way, it's either a zero or a one. One way is going to happen. Camille, may I read a little bit from your book? I I took a couple of clips out of it. May I read? Okay. Camille says in her book, uh, as an offline dating coach, she often feels like a lone pioneer wandering uncharted territories because so many people are using online apps. Here's what she says. What Camille has learned from all of this is at the end of the day, humans are humans are humans. We are all more alike than we are different. And every one of us on some level wants acceptance, appreciation, and love. And Elaine, I know that resonates with you. This also means you already have the tools to create meaningful connections and find the love of your life in the real world. They're just buried beneath the noise of modern life and the five digital barriers. Really well said, Camille. And you talk about three definitions, your real self, the right people, and your perfect partner. And I love the way you say your perfect partner is an equally flawed person. I love that. Your perfect partner is an equally flawed person who shares your values, accepts and adores you, and with whom you share a mutual attraction and want to build a romantic relationship. In other words, they're the perfect partner for you. Camille, that was really, really well put. Camille, before I go to, I want to do the national holidays, which are all kind of silly, and there's a lot of food holidays this week. I think we'll have fun talking about that. Camille, can you just give us one or two tips for meeting people in the real world? And I know the world is not quite out of coronavirus. It's not out of COVID, but hopefully it's not as bad as it was last year and the beginning of this year. So online connections, let's get away with that. Any pick up lines or what should a girl say to a boy to get him to pay attention? Come on, share a little bit for us, okay? Sure. Well, first of all, dress for confidence in the conversation. So wear something that's a little bit different. I mean, this shirt that I'm wearing is kind of an unusual color, and I was actually sitting in a restaurant, and a guy just came by and said, that color looks great on you, and then kept on walking. I was like, all right. So I know, you know, I'll wear this as much as I can. So just wear something that people can comment on because it will be that much easier for them to approach you. 
And then another tip is to just talk to people like you're already friends with them. That will just put everyone at ease, no formal pickup lines, no pre-planned openers, you know, just Mm -hmm. ask about the granola they're holding or comment on their dog or just something casual and contextual around you to break the ice, see if they opt into the conversation, and then you've got your green light to keep going or not. And give me one more. I like these. Go ahead. One more. Um, be conscious of where you place yourself when you walk into a room, see where you're like, pause just for a second and see where you're pulled. Because if you you kind of get some anxiety when you walk into a new space and you just pick the first open seat, maybe when you look around, when you're a little more comfortable, you might see a group of people who look interesting or a person you'd like to talk to, but now they're across the room. So you have to kind of get up and casually go sit in another location. But if you just kind of Step into a new space, a bus, a lobby, dog park, whatever it is. Just take a second, look like you're, pretend like you're looking for someone if that's more comfortable and see where you're pulled and then go in that direction. Interesting. Very interesting. I'm going to read the rest of your book. I'm not single right now, but I I was for many years and I think I will find it of great interest. So thank you all for sharing those opening quotes. I appreciate that very much. Let's look at some national holidays here. As I said, they're silly. No commitment here. By the way, today is the birthday. I I went through it. By the way, do you all know how to find birthdays, famous people who died or lived on a certain day, died or, or were born? Anybody know there's a trick? You put the date today, August 23rd, into your browser, and a Wikipedia page will pop up. And that page will have, today, there must have been hundreds of names. They even divided it into pre-1900, post-1900, pre-1600. I've never seen it done that way. And they will tell you the famous holidays around the world, the real holidays, not the funny ones I'm going to read, and the people who died, the people who were born, and major cultural and political events that happened around the world. So if you're ever looking for that, the easiest place to go. So I went through the list and I went through hundreds of names and there were only two I recognized. So I'm either really out of touch or they're really going in another direction. Shelley Long, the American actress, happy birthday, Shelley Long, born in 1949. Rick Springfield, the Australian-American singer-songwriter, guitarist and actor. I think he had a TV show and didn't he write, I want to be Jesse's girl, something like that. Sorry, Rick, I really butchered that. Okay, so here we are. And we have famous holidays or not so famous between August 23rd and August 30th, which is next Monday because I won't be on the air till the evening. I want to make sure we got those in. So today is Monday, August 23rd. It's National Cheap Flight Day. That goes completely against what I read online this morning when I woke up too early at five o'clock and read whatever newspaper had come in on my phone. And it said that flight Costs have gone up, escalated in the past couple of weeks, and this is not the low season at all. It's still high travel season. So anybody celebrating National Cheap Flight Day? Good, bad, ugly? Anybody? We got a lot of smiles there. Okay. How about it's uh, Cuban Sandwich Day? Does anybody know what a Cubano is? Anybody? Okay, Camille. Delicious. <laughs> Isn't it? It's got ham, cheese, pork, and mustard. So it's, it sounds like uh, if you cook, cook off the bread, it would be a fairly low-carb, high-fat meal, and you could probably put it on TikTok because that's where I'm getting all my low-carb meal recipes from. It's also, forget about low-carbs, it's sponge cake day. Elaine, do you remember making sponge cake? or <laughs> yes. you know, In you a can, mold. In a mold, that's right. Yes. A circuit with a hole in the middle, and you yep. could put strawberries on top of whipped cream and... Sanjeev, is there anything similar to sponge cake, this kind of yellow, fluffy, spongy thing that you, in where you come from? 
Uh, not really like a sponge cake, but we have uh, some of the stuff uh, which is more like uh, I would say some uh, South Indian dishes. We call them utapams, uh, which is uh, a little bit. I would say it's more like a flatbread, but it has some bit of a taste. But it's a different sort of hard to explain. <laughs> to <Okay>. be honest, <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. You were and, we- weaving in and out of what was it? Sort of a taste. I like that comment. Yeah. We'll leave that alone. Sponge cake. I, I hardly walk into my kitchen, and uh, it's out of my bounds, and uh, so I'm not into cooking or food or you know. So that's yeah, I can't bring in the best uh, comparison Thank you. here. Sorry. Yeah. Well, not to worry. Tomorrow, August 24th, is National Waffle Day. Anybody still like waffles? Waffles. I love it. Okay. Yes, I, Does I, anybody know what a chaffle is? Chaffle. Okay. Chaffle, C-H-A-F-F-L-E. If you go on TikTok. Chaffle waffle? A chaffle is uh, a waffle made without a flour base, without bisquick or any of the flour bases that have the, the white flour or whole wheat or whatever with uh, baking soda for rising. You make a chaffle by scrambling a couple of eggs, maybe a little bit of, I use fat-free, uh, the creamer that's fat-free, whatever it is. Or you can use regular milk or heavy cream, and you mix it up with shredded cheese of your choice. I like the Colby Jack cheese. I buy the packages shredded. And you stir that up and beat the eggs really well, and you put it into a hot waffle iron as alone by itself. You can put a piece of ham on it if you like that, or you can put crumbled bacon, and you smack down the cover of the waffle iron and leave it for a couple minutes. It will make the fluffiest, most delicious chaffles, they're called, because they're Yes, they're they're carb free basically. So it's not a waffle, it's a cheese waffle, it's called a chaffle. Now some people find they're very eggy tasting, but they're delicious and they're very fluffy and they look just like a regular waffle. They just don't have that heavy flour taste to them. If you don't like that much of an eggy flavor, you can put a little tiny bit of I bought actually coconut flour, which is gluten free and very, very low carb, like a half a teaspoon into your egg cheese mixture. And it will give them a little less of that egg. You'll, you'll smell coconut when you eat them, and it's an interesting flavor. I like the eggy texture. So you can do anything with them. Your waffle iron can become a recipe builder for almost anything you want to add to the eggs and cheese, basically. So there's chaffle. So I don't know when they're having chaffle day, but I'm going to celebrate that tomorrow. Wednesday, August 25th, is National Banana Split Day. Does anybody remember a banana split? Sanjeev, tell us what's in a banana split. Well, ice cream and <laughs> filled with, you know, in a banana and uh, with some chocolate syrup on the top of it and uh, very heavy. Whipped cream and a cherry whipped on cream. top. Yes, whipped go. cream and cherry. Yes, yes, yes. On yeah, the top. I yes. yesterday. I had one yesterday. Did you? Really? I live near an ice cream <laughs> Don't stand. tell me. <laughs> I live near an ice cream stand named Paps. Old man Paps. That's, it's a country road. And and his and the banana splits are like a work of art. They yes, <laughs> absolutely beautiful with the little you know the three ice creams and the bananas and That's the. That's right. I mean, they're just absolutely gorgeous. You almost can. They're only so delicious that you have to eat them, but otherwise, do, yes. <laughs> and the the dish was like a boat shaped dish, yeah, right? It was okay. long, and you had the vanilla chocolate strawberry ice cream, and the banana was split down the middle, so it was lengthwise this way, and then the whipped cream at. Camille, you're probably the youngest one here. Do you know what a banana split is? 
I do. I do. I remember getting them at Baskin Robbins. <laughs> there you go. Thank goodness I, I had to include you in that. Okay. And it's also <laughs> Wednesday is secondhand wardrobe day. Does anybody shop at thrift stores anymore? Does any any of you? Well, uh, or online? Based on every every month has a color. I am not wearing thoughtful blue today because I took a tip from from you, <laughs> Camille, uh, the bright color. <laughs> But uh, August is mm-hmm. who you are. The color. So I have my wardrobe looks like a thrift store because I wear the color of the month. So for the whole month, I'm wearing thoughtful blue this month or next month is gold. So I my wardrobe is mostly from thrift stores because that's how I can shop by color. That's how well, I shop. Well, this is a perfect way for me to give some of your months. So in January, we're a helping aqua. Extend right. your holiday giving spirit year round. February, stand out with wow. Fuchsia. Every, fuchsia. Yes. Wow, fuchsia. Everyone has 1,440 minutes every day to count. March, chill and wear peaceful dove gray. Go out like a lamb in weather and relationships. April, grow spring green. Celebrate Earth Day. Clean up and recycle. May, think grateful pink. That wasn't pink grapefruit. That's grateful pink. Exactly. Honor mothers, veterans, teachers, and helpers. In June, J-O-L-T yourself with orange Dream, refresh, and renew. Start something for you. July, be patriotic with, ha-ha, red, that's me. Model our forefathers and volunteer where you can. August, be thoughtful in blue. Take time to reflect on a healthy life for you. September, award yourself gold. Launch into do your best attitude and stay with it. October, patiently slow down in lavender. Isn't that a relaxing color? Lavender and the, the scent, right? The, the essential oil. Really listen to others. Be patient with yourself too. November, smile and see sunny yellow. That's for you, Camille and Elaine. That's a November color. Think positive thoughts about yourself and others. In December, celebrate with forever green. Holiday emphasis on people. More important than things. I hope I did that justice for you, Elaine. Wonderful job. I wish you'd send me your script. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was reading from the, the PDF card you sent me. Now, let's go on with our, okay, okay, secondhand wardrobe. Well, you know, people buy things, really weird secondhand clothing on eBay and other places. We won't get into that. Thursday, August 26th is National Dog Day. Does anybody have a dog? Anybody have puppies? No? Nobody yeah. here? Yeah. Okay, Elaine, what's your name of your dog? Molly Murphy. <laughs> Whoa. And she's sort of a little white mixed poodle, but she doesn't know she's a poodle. She thinks she's a dog. So <laughs> don't tell her anybody. <laughs> I won't. I won't. I have two grand puppies here in North Carolina. Their names are Amos Lee and Jake Joseph. Oh, I love so, it. Amos and Jake. And one is one is very blonde, very white light, and the other one is chocolate brown. And the little one, Jake, who is, I think he's three now, he is actually the uncle to Amos because they're somewhere in the breeding. He was he was on the mother's side of of Amos society anyway. So he's younger, but he's the uncle. And and uh, Amos is five, I believe. I can't keep track. They're lovely, and whenever they hear my real name, Grandma, with my real name, they start to whoa, whoa, where where is she? Where is she? Where is she? It's very nice. So anyway, let's go to uh, let's see National Dog Day. Okay, Thursday. This is a day that celebrates something we all couldn't get. Many people couldn't get enough of last year. It's National Toilet Paper Day. <laughs> I can't say you can't make this up, but I just I just lip synced that. Okay, we'll leave that one alone. Friday is International Lottery Day. Does anybody play the lottery? Sanjeev, do you believe in lottery? Do you play it? 
No, I don't play it and <laughs> I don't believe in it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I truly feel that uh, when uh, people are buying lotteries, there are number of people, millions of people sometimes and mm-hmm. uh, buying lottery. And they are all hoping that it's, it's, it's going to come through for them. It's going to be. So it's, some, it's, it's kind of a money where there are too many eyes on it. There are too many energies on it. Too many people are asking for it. Too many people want it. Even if I win a lottery, I'm carrying the energy of so many different people's participation into it. And so many people have contributed into it. Mm-hmm. I don't want it, honestly. <laughs> Very interesting. Camille, thoughts about lottery? Well, I don't want to get political here, but any comments on lottery day? Oh, I think if you're having a great day and you want to go do it, you don't overthink it, you know, by all means, if you're going to regret uh, not not doing it. But I like what Sanjeev said. I think that was that was really powerful, of, you know, relying on it as an income source. Yeah, <laughs> not that, not that, a good plan. That's true. And the idea that there's so many eyes, so many contributors to it. We're all contributing to somebody getting, quote unquote, lucky. Elaine, any thoughts on lottery? Will you be buying a lottery on mm-hmm. Friday? I think one of my one of my concepts in my book is that we all have one thousand four hundred and forty minutes in a day. Mm-hmm. So when I think about the idea of buying a lottery ticket and the minutes it would take to do that, I kind of think of maybe there's something else I can do that'll make me feel better or somebody else feel mm. better. I think I'd rather do something else with those minutes. Interesting. And I think the next holiday for for Friday is for you. What you just said, it's National Just Because Day. Isn't that lovely? Just because. It doesn't say just because what? Just because. I love you just because. I'm going to buy you a, a, a coffee just because. I'm going to take out your garbage just because. I'm going to put my arms around you just because. We don't want that to get creepy. It's pot de creme day. I know that's a, that's a very heavy, fat, heavy dessert. We'll leave that one alone. Saturday, August 28th is, I think you're going to love this one, crackers over the keyboard day. <laughs> How many? How many have had... Crumbles on the keyboard. You should see the chocolate on my keyboard, right? You don't want to know. It's also, Sanjeev, this might be for you. It's bow tie day. Do you ever, have you ever worn a bow tie, Sanjeev? Yeah, once I did. And I kept doing like this whole time. I was just kept doing like that. And then I said, this is not for me. (laughs) (laughs) Not your day. Not not this day. Well, Camille, what if you you wore a bow tie with a man-tailored suit into a place and people came up to you? Would that be a conversation starter? Absolutely. Yeah. If that, if that, if you feel good in that and you're, you really talk about it, um, yeah, put that bow tie on and go chat up some people. <laughs> there you go. Now it's also Elaine, go ahead. Bow tie. I, say, I might be giving away my age, but there was, I was in, you know, I was in corporate life, uh, at the time when there weren't many women. So really as a woman, I did wear the little suit and the white shirt and sort of a tie, <laughs> which, you know, just, it was just a way to sight of sort of fit in a little bit. Wow. Um, back when, you know, back when there weren't many women in management. Well, so. I'll tell you, I, I don't, you and I might be in the same general, uh, shall we say generation area, generation. but yeah. I work, I worked in marketing for a, in, for a, 
very large, very well-known bank based downtown in New York. This is before World Trade Center, before 9-11. And I was the villain because I dared, not only did I dress up in heels and a suit and a skirt every day, that's what we wore. We didn't wear pants to work. But instead of wearing a $500 jacket to go with my not $1,000 suit, I would wear a, a, a black and white check jacket that had a couple of little rhinestones on it, little sparkles. And instead of wearing a $250 scarf, silk scarf lining the inside of my jacket, you know, this way or, or draped appropriately, I would put it in my hair and tie it in a bow on the side. And I was told that I didn't fit the culture. I was told, oh, Sanji, put your eyeballs back. I was told that I would have to go for dress for success training. They didn't, and I was the first one there at 7.45 every morning before any, this was in the a building that was in the movie Wall Street, the one with the big columns on, yes, downtown, New York. And I would be the first one there because I came in early from Long Island on the train with some some men who were all captains of industries. They were my neighbors. And they picked me up in the morning at 6.30 at my door of my building. And I sat with them and we all did the New York Times Daily Crossword Puzzle. It was fun to fun to be hanging out with these, these very interesting, very intelligent people. So I was the first one on the floor and I, they just didn't like the way I dressed. But I dressed my version of, of how. And my boss, took me in his office. This is a guy who didn't wear a jacket and his shirt was always hanging out the back of his pants. And he said, we're sending you for training on how to dress appropriately because you don't fit here. And I was doing major work there. The stuff I did was just amazing. Anyway, I'll tell you all offline later what I created That's there. better than you, Red, than me. Red, I, I told you perception, right? Absolutely, absolutely. It was it was quite an interesting lesson about how to how to do your thing within the bounds of appropriate and still be out yeah. of bounds. It okay. Saturday is also Cherry Turnover Day and Red Wine Day. Who goes for Cherry Turnover? Who goes for Red Wine? I think it's a Red Day. Okay, hands up. Who's gonna be interested in a Cherry Turnover? Do you even know what that is, Camille? Yes, I do. Okay, I'm sorry, <laughs> Sanjeev. Do you know what a Cherry Turnover is? No, I don't. It's know. a pastry. It's a pastry that could be triangular, and it's. It's uh, got a lot of sugar on it. It's very greasy, and it has cherry filling inside. Red wine. Anybody red wine fan? Elaine? Not. Elaine, what's your favorite wine? I actually don't drink alcohol. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I've am I'm. discovered that having not had any wine recently, just having two sips of a Chardonnay somebody gave me as a gift, I was woozy after two sips and couldn't walk across my kitchen. <laughs> so Just one sip and... That was it. No more. So let's move on to Sunday, the 29th of August, uh, National According to Hoyle Day. That's Bridge. It's More Herbs, Less Salt Day. I love salt. Can't get enough of it. It's Chop Suey Day. Take over or a hark back to to a lot of the Chinese takeout menus. And it's lemon juice day. I don't know what we're supposed to do with the lemon juice. Maybe you put it on your chop suey and use it as an herb instead of salt. Shall we all agree on that? We'll use lemon juice for seasoning. Nobody looks like they're interested. I use lemon juice for a lot of things. It makes a good salad dressing, a little bit of olive oil. And I still buy Johnny's seasoning salt. I remember that when I lived in Oregon. I lived in Eugene for years, and Johnny sees and saw Mrs. C's candy, too, was a favorite out there. I know they're online now. Okay, Monday, August 30th, when I will be back on the air, it's National Frankenstein Day. Okay, don't get scared. It's Beach Day, probably because it's right before Labor Day and end of end of beach holiday for a lot of people. It's Holistic Pet Day, and it's Toasted Marshmallow Day. Now, I think last week was S'mores Day. Sanjeev, do you know what a s'more is? Have you ever heard of it? 
And yeah, excuse my ignorance on that. No, that's I'm, fine. I'm that's a fine. on a few things here. No, that's fine. So, Elena, what you know what s'mores are, right? What what astounds me is we've got an appliance for sale now. You know, one of the a, a sixty or seventy dollars appliance you buy to make s'mores is like, come on, Cam- I mean, Camille. You know what a s'more is. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love s'mores, and I know how to make them in the oven. (laughs) Sanjeev, a s'more is when you take two graham crackers. You know what graham crackers are. And you put a Hershey bar in between them, and you put marshmallows over a campfire on a stick or on some kind of a a spear, skewer. And you heat the marshmallow so it's golden toasted, and then you put it in between the Hershey bar and and the graham crackers and make a sandwich out of it. And it's so delicious as the chocolate melts around the marshmallow, right? And the marshmallow melts, and the sandwich is there. Everybody's says, I want some more. But what's so fabulous about it is it's so messy. It's just so much fun. <laughs> well, it Absolutely sounds fun. sounds pretty tasty. I got to try it sometime. It's yeah. delicious. Find a campfire near you. I can't believe we're almost out of time. We've got Josh, are you putting the Four minutes till close. I have to look down once in a while. I have been having such a good time with all of you, and I'm so impressed with what you do, seriously. Elaine, you've done such good work in trying to spread a message of unity and just getting us to pay more attention to who we are and who we can become and being good and nice to people and being aware of ourselves. Camille, you're doing quite a service. I know you're going to be even more successful in the next coming few years as we hopefully get back to more of a contact society. My band is playing a Motown night here. I'm a drummer in a, in a rock and roll band. We're doing a Motown night. And we didn't. We thought we'd sell out 160 tickets, 80 for two shows. We had to reduce the seats to 60 per session. And one just about sold out the other one for the afternoon show, only 35. So they're going to have a major socially distance, but masks on in the clubhouse, masks on. And because I'm a drummer, I bought this gorgeous red sparkly mask. I'm putting an N95 inside of it and I'm learning to breathe and drum with a mask on and that's fine. So I hope for you, Camille, that we get back to more walk in with an interesting outfit and say to somebody, hey, what do you think? Don't you look, you had think you had this fair, this tie, whatever it is. Sanjeev, <laughs> keep doing your interesting work, debunking what in the world karma is because I still think the world doesn't have an idea I think we've all had a lot of misconceptions. Am I right, Sanjeev? Just a yes or no answer because we've got to go. Yes, you are absolutely right. We just need to be karmically correct. (laughs) Karmically correct. Thank you very much. And Josh is telling me I have two minutes left, so I'm going to use it to thank the three of you. I hope you've had as much fun as I have. Elaine Park, thank you so much. And uh, Sanjeev Verma, delighted to have you on. Camille Virginia, I'm so happy that you could join us. And thank your your wonderful agent who put you in front of me on a rare occasion. I'm looking for a, a third guest because I bulked this up to three people per per week because I think it's a lot more fun with all the different shades of opinion and backgrounds. And it's less pressure when I had two guests on for the full hour. So here are my words to live by. Everybody listen up and stay stick around for pictures afterwards, please. Life is short. Break the rules. Forgive quickly. Mm, I'm working on that. Kiss slowly. That's the only way to kiss. Trust me. Love truly and laugh. Laugh uncontrollably and never regret anything that made you smile. And now I have my final words. Work like you don't need the money. Even if you do, try to have a good time and be happy with who you are and what you're doing, even if for the moment. Dance like no one's watching. I got a feedback on somebody's mic. Dance like no one's watching. Because And when I was teaching disco out in Eugene, Oregon, Believe me, to a thousand people, everybody was watching. Sing like nobody's listening, and I tried not to sing on the show tonight, and I'm sure you're all very grateful even though you don't know it. And love like you've never been hurt because, damn, we all have. Get 
over it. The heart will regenerate. The heart will come back. Allow your heart to love again. There's love in so many, right, Camille? So many shapes and forms and personas. Be open to loving again. Money talks. Chocolate sings. Ah! Last but not least, I borrow this line from another radio host. Thank you for turning me on. Radio Red saying goodbye. Goodbye, Elaine. Don't go away. Camille, don't go away. Sanjeev, say goodbye to Facebook. Bye, everyone. Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host aka Radio Red again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool creative week.